Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. You guys are in for a treat or maybe for a disappointment. I could never be too sure. Uh, it's Dr. E with Modern Manual Therapy, the Eclectic Approach, Edge Mobility System, and UpDoc Media. And I have a brand new co-host, Dr. Andrew Rothschild. Do you want to introduce yourself, Andrew? Sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I would have introduced myself the same way. It could be, the, be a surprise or a, a giant disappointment, but... Um, also physical therapist, also a team member with Modern Manual Therapy, and I guess newly uh, with Modern Patient Education, a new course uh, under the uh, the Modern Manual Therapy flagship. Eclectic approach. Eclectic approach, right. yes. Yes, it's not really under Modern Manual Therapy, it's equal to Modern Manual Therapy, but it's Modern Patient Education. I've probably been teasing this for over a year, but yeah, Andrew's course is almost ready to go. It will be worth it. Thank you. Yeah, I just got a last, last couple of things to do, and there's going to be, I guess, an online version, and then we'll be doing live, uh, regular weekend courses as well. So I'm very excited about the opportunity right. to be doing this. And also hybrid online live, uh, because of its format, it's not necessarily hands-on. You could actually have your facility host Andrew. Uh, he'll be at home wherever he wants to be, maybe in the office, and he can just do it all online because it is all about education and graded movement, but he doesn't necessarily need to be there for specific hands-on skills. So that's another model that we're considering too. Yeah, very great. Yeah, very cool. All right. So I have an interesting story. <laughs> There's a case I saw recently. Uh, one of my former students, she works in pediatrics, and she told me that her husband has been having recurrent headaches and TMJ pain. And she said, hey, can you take a look at him? I think it's coming from his scalenes. So I just thought to myself, probably not. In, at least in terms of that as a diagnosis, but uh, let me take a look and see what happens. So it was a very, very, what seemed to be typical TMD, uh, cervicogenic headache and cervical pain presentation. Uh, this is actually one of the few cases where I do think posture matters because when you do have a forward head or cervical protraction, it pulls the mandible into retraction. And that just tens to sensitize the posterior sen sensitive um, TMJ structures. It tends to irritate the ear. You can get kind of tinnitus and um, it also pulls the mandible. Since it's pulling the mandible inferiorly and posteriorly, it tends to place tension on the mandible elevators and that causes also headaches and, and excessive tension in the face. Would you agree? I've been seeing that. Uh, I've had a, quite a few TMD patients over the past month and I, and I see quite a bit of that as well. Right. And I know all the pain, pure pain science people were pretty much scoffing that I, I introduced posture into this because I know posture doesn't relate to pain, but when when forward head posture or, or at least that type of motion or position tends to sensitize the system, you still got to avoid it at some point. Yeah. You can't, um, so, can't leave out the bio and the biopsychosocial still. You know, there's still there's still a place in, in, in for it, especially I think in, in this population with the, the mandible being such a uh, you know, the TMJ being such a complicated joint with very subtle and degrees of movement and millimeters of movement, I think some of those little subtle things can make a big difference. 
Right. And he also had uh, a very painful early click. So, um, I mean, that basically indicates that he has some sort of joint derangement, but an early click meaning better than better early than than uh, mid mid range or late range, because if it is just subluxing, it's just uh, partially or, or uh, partially sublux as opposed to severely subluxed. I don't know. There are different grading systems, but um, nothing consistent in terms of the literature. So. You know, I just uh, did some pain science education, posture education, but a couple of things in his history were kind of strange. One of them was that this happened several years ago in terms of facial tension, headaches, uh, neck, a lot of neck tension, neck pain, but it entire, he thought it was allergies. And when I asked him why, he said it, it just cleared up after taking Claritin for a week. So that was the first thing he tried this time and it had no effect. Um, and you know, at, with doing cervical retraction and holding him in held retraction, that ended up reducing the click. I did a little light ISTM to reduce the tone in his masseters, little light ISTM to cervical paraspinals, did some skull crushers or subcranial uh, inhibition, uh, shear distraction, and, all, and he felt really great. Uh, the whole posture thing and getting up and moving regularly and cervical retractions being a novel stimulus and putting the mandible in a less sensitizing position. That all made sense to him. He was super happy. Um, his main triggers were sitting at work as the day went on and working out. So uh, I like to follow up because I see people maybe once every two weeks, but we regularly text. I make everyone give me like a mandatory update in, in 48 hours, better, worse, and no change. And he said in 48 hours, uh, he was able to work out. Uh, didn't feel any increased tension. Uh, the jaw stopped clicking, but he had uh, his facial pain was better, but his neck pain persisted. Then um, a week later, we were going to follow up, and he he went out of town, and then I went out of town. But he basically said that his neck pain was no better. His facial pain was still better, and his headaches were better, but his neck pain was no better, and it was it was um, still bothering him with workouts and also um, in the shower. So time went on and for whatever reason, he decided to have his eyes checked. And his optometrist basically said that he needed contacts or glasses. And I, after getting those, um, he told me like just a week ago, hey, you know, I'll update you to see if this improves my neck pain at all, because almost everything was better, but he still couldn't work out. And at being at work, looking at a computer monitor all day, you know, you can easily attribute it to posture, but if it ends up being eye strain, you can see why that would cause tension in the neck, right? That would definitely sensitize the neck. Even if you're trying to hold yourself straight, if you're straining your eyes, you're probably straining your upper quarter in some way. So yeah, his, uh, his neck pain pretty much got completely better and his facial pain is, is better and he's able to work out now with no problems after having, uh, uh, his vision corrected. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know we're seeing we're in our clinic we're seeing um, a good percentage uh, of concussions as well, and I'm starting to do some uh, training on uh, concussion uh, diagnosis and treatment, and and there's a huge component obviously with the cervical ocular system and, and how how the how the brain can compensate with different things, and even with subtle compensations like changing head positions to keep the eyes on the horizontal, or obviously with a lot of kids that we're seeing students straining if they're on the computer or they're reading or they're doing homework. Uh, so that's uh, it definitely makes sense how a lot of that stuff can tie together. 
Right. And um, I'm no expert in vision, but I did know well enough that even after only one visit, especially uh, because his wife is a PT and she's a former student of mine, uh, I actually showed her to do skull crushers. And even though that initially gave him neck relief, it must have just been some temporary neuromodulation that really couldn't accommodate, it really couldn't overcome the trigger that it was eye strain all day at work or pretty much all day or when you're working out or anytime you basically need your eyes. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting case. And, you know, I, if I wouldn't have, I probably would have ended up referring him to someone else, not necessarily an optometrist, because it wouldn't have been on my, on my uh, spectrum of referrals, but I would have referred him out even after the second visit, if there was overall no change, because kind of my, my leash is overall uh, two visits. I mean, I could have tried other things like breathing. Um, but uh, I think he and his wife were both thinking something else was going on too, especially because of the Claritin and, and, um, I'm not necessarily sure what declared it. I don't know if it just kind of cleared the fog in his head or it felt it decreased eye strain potentially. I don't know, but uh, I don't know why that happened. Maybe that was totally unrelated. Yeah, I'm not sure. The but either way, I thought it was an interesting case and just know your limit when someone's not improving with the typical stuff, even if it seems like a typical presentation at first. No, I think that's a great one and something to keep for people to keep in the back of their minds if they encounter something similar when people aren't. Uh, you're not seeing the change as you would uh, expect it just to have that, oh, maybe it's something with the vision that might be worth at least ruling out. Right. Just another thing, just another, especially for headaches and neck pain, just another uh, potential referral that you may want to think about when you refer out. So, you know, we forgot to say something um, in terms of where else they can find you in terms of uh, things you may be doing for the eclectic approach. All right. You want to share with them? His voice may his voice might be similar if you're a modern manual therapy premium That's subscriber. You can find me on the Journal of Common Sense. Right, the JOCS. That's uh, Andrew's bi-monthly research review. We t we just uh, vet some articles for modern manual therapy premium members. His research shows if you review at least two uh, good articles a month, you are considered up to date by I don't know who. <laughs> That's true. There was a study that basically showed but, the amount uh, of research that comes out um, at the end of the day in terms of what's, you know, the amount that comes out, but what is actually good quality research. Uh, the, the average is about two a month, and you are pretty much on top of the on top of the, probably the, the the research and well ahead of most of your of your peers in terms of staying current with the literature. Yeah, two puts yes, you ahead exactly. of zero. I mean, we try to. Be <laughs> All right, hey. Yeah, I don't know if Jason is totally done, uh, but he said he definitely wanted to take a break from podcasting and social media. So if you guys miss him, you could reach out to him. Um, but otherwise, you will find me, Dr. E, uh, Modern Manual Therapy. Check us out on our social media, modmt.com slash Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to Modern Manual Therapy blog at themanualtherapist.com via email so you get exclusive course discounts, edge mobility discounts. Uh, I hope to see you at an eclectic approach course soon. Thanks to UpDoc Media for hosting. And you can subscribe to us and rate us five stars on iTunes if you like us. Um, you could also say, hey, okay, Google, or hey, Google, play the latest episode of Untold Physio Stories podcast. Uh, and then you can subscribe to that via Google Podcast or Google Play Music. And where can people find you again, I'm Andrew? On Twitter and Instagram uh, at a Rothschild PT and also on Facebook, just Andrew Rothschild. And look for hashtag modern patient education coming soon. Have a good one.